What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, guys? We're back after a little bit of a hiatus. And uh, to be honest, uh, there might not be many episodes in the near future. Just, just, just a heads up. Every, everything is getting busier on both of our ends, uh, and uh, just we'll just see. We'll just see what happens. But I do not anticipate a regular influx of of episodes coming out in the near future. I, just as a warning, I really thought you were. I thought you were about to say, like, because you're so mad that you can't watch wrestling anymore or something like that. No. That's where I thought we were going. No, 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 no. Has nothing to do with not watching wrestling. I am actively watching wrestling, Harris. Every single Wednesday night, we are watching wrestling. Have not missed one yet. Um, But that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the good wrestling company today. We are talking about the other wrestling company today. So we do have a special episode because the the great part about when these big events happen is we don't have to prepare anything and and we can just talk about what happened. So those are what I prefer at this point. (laughs) So that's what we get to do. It's it's still your turn, by the way, whenever we do a normal episode again. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm well aware. (laughs) This is why we haven't done an episode yet. And... um, (laughs) But, so anyway, the Royal Rumble happened last night. And look, Ayers, again, our podcast, for the most part, although not in the past eight months, but for the most part, it is us talking about some crazy topic we find in wrestling history. It is slowly morphing into us just talking about whatever topic we don't have to research. Um, and that usually involves big wrestling shows. So big wrestling shows are a nice excuse for us to get an episode out there without either of us having to do prep work. And um, mm-hmm. but to be fair, we, we do cover the, we cover the Royal Rumble every year and we cover WrestleMania every year and we cover the AEW pay-per-views, the, the four a year. You know, those are kind of our, our handful that we, that we cover um, no matter what. And so that's, that's what we're doing. The Royal Rumble. Now, Harris, I have not watched WWE since Survivor Series. And even that was me half paying attention while we were recording an episode. And before that, Money in the Bank, I guess. I watched that ridiculous match. And yeah, because we did the, we did an episode about that. Yeah, I remember that? I did the same thing. And uh, I don't, I don't even remember. Maybe WrestleMania probably was probably Mania the last thing before, before that. that. Yeah, yeah. So it's not been a lot. WWE, AEW has given me the wonderful pleasure of being able to just completely throw off WWE and not have to deal with any of their garbage. Um, and it's been, it's made me such a happier wrestling fan, Harris. You have no idea. These last like year and a half of AEW has just been glorious. Absolutely wonderful. And, uh, but you know, like we said, the handful of shows, 
like, regardless, if you're a wrestling fan, you're going to watch the Royal Rumble. If you're a wrestling fan, you're going to watch WrestleMania. It's just, that's just, no matter what you are, the biggest of non-WWE people, the biggest New Japan people, or, or AEW, whoever, you're going to watch WrestleMania, you're going to watch Royal Rumble. Those are the two things that WWE will always have. So, that's what has happened. Uh, WrestleMania happened on Sunday. And um, Royal Rumble, Royal whatever. Rumble. I don't care. The Royal Rumble at this point, Royal Rumble is better than WrestleMania, and I think we all can agree with this. Just in principle, it's a better show. Uh, WrestleMania has not been a good show in several years. It's it's definitely been lacking. But um, so Royal Rumble happened. Uh, you know, as much as I don't watch WWE and everything, you're still kind of excited for because that's the one thing. That's really the one thing WWE has. No one has a Royal Rumble match. No one. No other wrestling company, and no one ever will. Like, that is so wholly unique. It's always fun. It's always fun. Um, so anyway, so I was fairly excited to watch the show. I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know a single other match that was happening. Uh, so I just had to deal with that as they were coming. But um, they, they really found a way to really screw the pooch on this one, Harris, and just totally took all the wind out of all the sails. And made it the worst Royal Rumble in the history of the world. So that's what we get to talk about today. The worst, the worst wrestling show of all time took place on Sunday night. And this is, uh, oh man, we are. I I can't wait to get into this. I'm, y'all, I'm just gonna tell y'all listening. This is either gonna be like really entertaining or really annoying. Because I'm pretty sure no. Mark and I are going to disagree. It's about not going to be entertaining at all. It's going to be so okay. flat out annoying. I, I already okay. know. Because we're going to disagree about like literally everything. Yep. Even with your opening monologue, they're like last year's WrestleMania was not a bad show. It was weird because there wasn't were no good. people. But they can't help that. What I happened? I think they handled it very well. What what matches happened? They did that the terrible. The Firefly Funhouse okay, match yeah, yeah. happened. The oh, Bone yeah, that match happened. Okay, happened. Drew okay, McIntyre won the title. Yeah, Charlotte beat Rhea care. Ripley. There was I a didn't lot remember of, that I didn't like that decision, but that was a good okay. match. You're the the two cinematic matches. Happening. See, that's how much I forgot. Is Those were so not a part of WrestleMania to me. Because all I can think of WrestleMania is this empty or barren arena that was just dull. And I was like, oh, yeah, those two cinematic matches happened. Because those were fantastic. Yeah, those were great. That that was a highlight of the show for sure. But all I could think about was the disappointing Drew McIntyre coronation, which I just felt so bad for the guy. And then the just abysmal Edge and Randy Orton schlog that they thought they were being really clever with. And I couldn't even remember into the yeah, match. I forgot, I forgot the lot. Charlotte Rhea Ripley match. I forgot about that. Did they do a Money in the Bank match of some kind? They did some sort of ladder mm -hmm. match. Like a tag team title ladder match? Yeah, it was something the tag happened. titles. Yeah, Gronk yeah, yeah. jumped off something on a bunch of people. I think that happened. Anyway, it was a weird show. But it, it wasn't mm -hmm. great. By any now, now, to be fair, it wasn't necessarily their fault. But it wasn't a great show. Um, anyway, that but that, that, that doesn't matter. That's beside the point. Um, All anyway. that to say, see, right, we can't even agree on that. We're not going to agree on, I don't think, anything that happened last night. I'm gonna we might agree on one thing, Harris. We on. might agree on one thing. Okay. Do you want to start with that, or do you want to just yes. go through the yes. card? And no, no, no. Okay. We're going through the card, and we can start with that. Um, I didn't watch the pre-show. I didn't even know there was a match, so I don't care about the women's tag title oh, match, no. unless you want to Listen, talk about they that. They don't care about the women's tag titles, so why should we? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to tune in to see Charlotte Flair defend another belt? No, I don't think so. 
Oh, look, it's Nia Jax. She's real big. Yeah, okay. Like well, I, they did lose. So Yes, they did, because Charlotte needs to be in a title match at WrestleMania, right. and the tag titles are not real titles in their minds. So that was an obvious call. No, I saw, you know, I saw gifts of it on Twitter, and I thought, wait, did the show start? And then I realized that was the kickoff match. Right. And I said, oh, good, because they certainly haven't built any build into that. And, like, I haven't. Listen, we'll bring this up a few times. I haven't been watching WWE like weekly because Raw is terrible right now and SmackDown is good. But I like Friday night is not a wrestling night for me. If it were Tuesdays, I would watch it. But Friday nights, I'm usually like going to watch a movie instead, frankly. That's just the Friday night thing to do. So I've been following SmackDown, but I haven't been watching every episode. Either way, I know they haven't been doing anything for the tag titles. Right. So yes, okay, that we agree on. Pass. <laughs> that's a uh, that's an NA. Okay, perfect. So <laughs> starting with the actual show, they started uh-huh. it off with as good of a as good of a place as you possibly could have. You do the WWE title match, Drew McIntyre and Goldberg, right off the bat. That's the perfect place to put it. And Harris, this was by far the best match of the entire night. And <laughs> by far. And I thought I thought it, they did exactly what they needed to. They have finally figured. Well, I mean, I guess they've known for a while, but there's a very specific formula you you use with Goldberg. And I thought they exe- they executed it wonderfully. You get Drew McIntyre over. You put him in this big brutal fight with this big brutal guy. You just go a hundred miles an hour for like six minutes, and you hit a hundred finishers, and then you have the newer guy go over, defend the title. And then you kind of have a little, you know, the, the old guy kind of give him a whatever nudge, not that he needs it, but it's kind of nice regardless. And it almost seemed like it might be a last Goldberg match. They, they didn't announce that, but they kind of had a little bit of a feeling of that. I don't remember seeing that big of a, like, Goldberg walking off slowly. Like, I don't remember seeing that in any other matches that he's done. So who knows? But um, I thought for what this was and for what it was booked and the people involved, I thought this was executed great. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's two we agree on. I thought this was an, this is the best possible match we could have gotten given the circumstances. Yeah. I don't think it was the best match of the night, but we're only counting the things we agree on on this card. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing this is what WWE can do really well when they decide to. They knew that everybody and their brother watching this show is going to be like, oh, no, they're not going to put it on Goldberg again, are they? Right. Like, he beat The Fiend in Saudi Arabia last year which was horrible. They right. they love to put the older people over the younger up-and-coming talent, even though Drew's yep. not young, but you know what I mean, full-time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially as Drew is selling those injuries because they have that brawl before the fight. Dude, he like, wasn't... Oh, I don't even know no. if he was selling those injuries. Do you see his body afterwards? Well, not... No, no, before the match. I'm not oh, talking oh, about, oh, like, oh. Drew out. Gotcha, I'm not gotcha, that gotcha. technical of a critic. I mean... When he limps into the ring and he's holding his ribs because he's just eating that spear before the match started. And the ref's like, yo, are you good? He's like, ring the bloody bell. And you're like, (laughs) oh, no, he's going to be like a valiant fighting champion and lose to Goldberg so that they can hijack like, I don't know, Goldberg versus Roman, champ versus champ at WrestleMania or some nonsense. Mm Mm-hmm. You can see, you know, you're like, oh, no, they're going to have him win it. And then the Fiend win the Royal Rumble. Oh, no, this. Oh, no, that. No, he just won. He just gutted it out and beat him fair and square. And you're like, I love Drew McIntyre as a babyface champion. It's a shame he had a whole year 
with no crowds to yeah, root for him. Yeah, it really is. That's a shame. But, like, I, you know, it, nobody can help that. It was a really good match. You're right. Like, the best use of Goldberg right now is a yeah. sprint. Yep. Let him hit everything. Get in. Get out. Make Drew look like a million bucks. The whole thing, like, with, with the showing respect at the end, I know they did that because Goldberg kept saying, well, you're not the champ. I don't respect right. you. You've been doing this in an empty warehouse sure, all sure. year. So that show of respect was a nice, like, storyline payoff. Whether he comes back or not, I don't know. But, like, this is exactly what you do with Goldberg right now. Yeah. So, yeah, really solid start. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. And, I, look, I don't I don't care. Don't care what anyone says. I love watching Goldberg. Don't care. Don't care. All the internet people hate. I don't care. I'm going to watch when Goldberg wrestles. I'm sorry. Like, WWE, they, they have me there. You know, th- there's a reason they mm-hmm. keep doing that, and I'm I'm that reason. So, <laughs> it, you know, it was funny that they had security for an empty arena. Somebody yeah. pointed that out on Twitter. Yeah, it, it is the whole the whole point. And again, for any of you that is too stupid to understand the security guards with Goldberg, the security guards are never there to protect Goldberg from the fans. <laughs> the whole point of the security guards is to protect the fans from Goldberg. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That, that's where the idea comes from. Oh, no. In any way, it doesn't make sense when there's nothing. Yeah, it, it, you know. I agree. I agree. It, it doesn't make any sense. It's just you just keep up the whole look, and that's that's the only reason. But but I enjoyed it. I like that match. Uh, the next match was a women's title match. Uh, Top really good. And I know she did a good job I don't care about Carmella. She annoys me. And, you know, it was what it was. Sasha's great, though. So, you know. Yeah, Sasha's great. I thought this was a classic, like, you have your A-level title match, which is like Drew Goldberg, like headliner. Goldberg might actually win. This is terrifying because that's a terrible idea. This was not that. This is like your B-level title defense. This is like, yep. this is it's not as good, but this is your John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, where you're like, I'm pretty sure this guy's not going to win, but right. like. We'll see what happens and we'll see what the performance is like. And Sasha's great. Carmella is, I think, perfect for matches like this where, like, she's just annoying enough in, like, a really diva heel kind of way that you want to see her lose. That you think, like, she cheats just enough to make you sort of start to think, like, well, would they take it off Sasha again? Like, they might. She's she's believable enough in that regard because she's held the belt a few times. She's a very you know, sports entertaining diva heel kind of champion to her. So like, that's all it was though. And it's showing off, you know, her new, whatever it is, sommelier. I think, I don't know anything about him. I, I, I haven't seen either. him on TV. I haven't been watching that much, but I'm not going to lie. Harris, I had no idea. Sasha Banks wasn't a heel for like three fourths of this match. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, <laughs> this is so weird. Like why is Carmella? Both heels? Hmm. No, wait a minute. No, Babyface? Sasha, yeah. Sasha Banks is. Sasha Banks is kind of. She's in that like she's in the boss territory, right? It's like she, she's, she's like, not acting like a babyface, right? Anyway, I was very she's not going to cheat to win, but she's John, still like, like, like John Sasha Moxley, Banks. Correct. Yes. Like she's she's tough and she's mean, but she's and she's gotcha. cocky. But she's not going to cheat to win. She's not like when she and Bailey were the tag team champions, they were heels. Bailey turning on Sasha sort of solidified like, okay, if we're splitting this, Bailey is on the heel half and Sasha is on the face half. She's kind of a tweener, but, you know, she plays that role. So I thought it was good. I wasn't like on the edge of my seat 
through right. much of it, I wasn't too worried. But like I said, I, I, I put it in the same neighborhood as the John Moxley, Eddie Kingston match. I think it was good. It was fun. Sasha's the boss. I'm excited to see what she has going into WrestleMania. Sure. Nothing too crazy. Um, all right. Women's Royal Rumble match. A match I've never cared about one time. It's just, it, I'm sorry, it's hard for me to care about two Royal Rumble matches in one match. Like, it's just, it's a lot. It, it is, is a lot. lot. And, and like, halfway through this match, I'm just like, I just want this to be over. I, I just, and it's nothing against the match. I, I thought the match was fine. Um, as far as a Rumble goes, I thought it was paced pretty well. There's parts that I absolutely hated. I don't understand. I'm, okay, no, that's a lot. I do understand it. Billy Kay thing was unbearable for me. It was just it was because unbearable. she didn't get in the ring. No, what, no, that that's been a problem for, the for rest years. Of the segment because like, I know you hate that's that. been a problem I know for you years. Hate but, that specifically, but they've done that for so long that it's like at this point it's just a joke. Um, the only time I've ever enjoyed that rule being broken <laughs> was with Heath Slater like three yeah. years ago. <laughs> that was done really well, and you know they were trying to do that here, and for me. It was one of the most unfunny things I've ever seen in wrestling. Like, it was not amusing. It was not funny. I, I couldn't stand her when they kept giving her a mic on, on comments. Like, it was just, it was unbearable. But all the weirdos in internet wrestling loved it. So, I don't understand. I, I, I hated it. And it really, really wrecked the, that whole first part of the match for me. Did um, I miss, did they explain why she kept trying to hand out eight by tens of herself to yeah. everybody who came in? I yes, didn't understand because she, that. She, Maybe she that's because I haven't been. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I don't know what's going on, but they just said she was, she's afraid to get in the ring. So she was waiting right. to team, like for someone to agree to help her before she would get in the ring. That was what she was doing. Okay. See, okay. Cause they've been doing this story. Like, they broke her and Peyton Royce up, right? They broke up the Iconics, which was stupid. Okay. I don't know. But they at least folded half of that into an actual story, which is Billy Kay really wants to be a part of a team again, which is kind of sad, but also funny because she's so hapless and also kind of a heel. So she's been trying to join the Riot Squad, and Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan are like, yeah. no, we've kind of got our own thing going on. We were already in a team. So I guess that's what she's continuing to do. I didn't I love that either. That know. didn't really resonate for me, but I get that makes more sense than it did before. It was it was just annoying. Um I, I'm not gonna lie, Harris. My favorite part of this whole match was the very beginning when when Bailey comes out and then Naomi <laughs> came out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. Harris is about to go. have a flashback. Harris Here is about to have another connection. Oh, I that, that made it. me laugh, man. That made me laugh so much. Because for any of you that don't remember, Harris is a meltdown from WrestleMania, what, 34? Or, uh, what two years ago when yep. <laughs> when in the battle royal Bailey won and then Naomi just came out of nowhere because she hadn't been in the match and just threw her over as a baby face and uh, <laughs> oh man I've never seen Harris more angry with wrestling ever it's great it was awesome so anyway I love that they were as angry as I've ever been well let me tell you this though because I think this in a weird way feeds into why I really loved this match. Cause there were a few threads that I was following the whole way through, even when weird stuff like the Billy Kay thing was happening or like the 24 seven spot. I didn't think was, I thought it was fine, but I wasn't Man. like, Oh yeah, here we go. Like I was yeah, more excited no. for Alicia Fox to actually be 24 seven title than to get rolled up again. I, I didn't care about all of that, but like, 
it's two threads, right? One is Bailey, because you know I am a massive, <laughs> unapologetic Bailey mark. I didn't, you know, I was like, Bailey's going to win. She's going all the way. And I, I am an unapologetically non-Bailey mark. Yep. Yep. Literally. Yep. Well, that, yeah. So, <laughs> so the first thread I'm watching is obviously, okay, how far is Bailey going to go? And she's been low-key feuding for the last few weeks with Bianca Belair. Not to the point where they're having a pay-per-view match or any dumb gimmicks or anything like that, but they don't like each other. And they've spent the last few weeks using Bailey to elevate Bianca Belair. And it's it's silly stuff because Bailey is like a maniacal, you know, Karen of a heel at this point, right? So like Bianca Belair is, you know, talking about how she's the strongest and the fastest and all this different stuff because she's a freak athlete. And Bailey's response is to say, well, you're not stronger than me and I'm going to prove it. I'm going to set up this obstacle course around the ring and we're going to run it. And it involves like carrying Otis around the ring as a feat of strength to like just it's different stuff like that stuff that when you see it, you can tell, Okay, they kept the title on Bailey for like almost a year. She ran the women's division on SmackDown for all of 2020. And they're clearly using that now to make sure you know Bianca Belair is a big deal because she can pick up Otis and carry him in circles like around the outside of the ring like they're it's not a push yet it's not a full-blown feud but they're getting there so I wanted to see what those two would do I'm also going to apologize real quick because I just realized my (laughs) microphone hasn't been on this whole time so my uh it's been my computer mic that's been oh. going on. So okay. I'm sure the first 21 minutes of this podcast are going to sound like absolute garbage coming I in. You were going to tell me. To be honest, you just hadn't been recording. <laughs> no, I really hope what I'm. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, I have my headphones in, so it didn't pick up your audio. But that would have been really bad mm-hmm. if my computer was picking up both audios. Anyway, I don't know how this is going to sound. It's not going to sound good, but we're back. It'll now. be fine. Now we're back It'll with a real microphone. So Quality anyway, content. that's yeah. why the sound just got better. Sweet. Okay. So <laughs> that's the Bailey thread was the one thing that I had my eye on. And like, how is this like proto feud they've been pushing with her and Bianca Belair going to pay off? The second thing that, and, and then of course, like Naomi came in right away and I was like, no, <laughs> sweet revenge. Oh, uh, that's one where I'm and really, I was really hoping that I wasn't able to watch this with Harris in person. Cause man, that would have been a great moment. I'm glad we both thought, oh, no, or, you know, I thought, oh, no, and you were like, oh, Harris. But the other thread that I loved in this match, and, you know, some of this was intentional. It was very intentional at the end, and this is why I really love this match. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this, and if listeners would go back and listen to us after last year's Royal Rumble, they'll tell you I'm telling the truth. When Bianca Belair first debuted, I thought, okay, like I get it. She's clearly she's got a lot of charisma. She's a good athlete. I'm not there yet because I like that slow build in NXT. I wanted to see her kind of cook for a year or two. Last year at the Royal Rumble, that was her coming out party. She eliminated like 12 people, went on a monster run, came up short at the end. And I was like, yes, this is perfect. Now I want to see her go after the NXT women's title leading into WrestleMania. And instead, they decided to have Charlotte win the Rumble <laughs> and challenge for the NXT title. And then, and I thought, oh, well, that makes sense because Rhea Ripley is a hoss. And 
they're going to use this to elevate NXT and to elevate Rhea Ripley. And then Bianca Belair is going to go after her and they're going to have like a really great program in NXT. And I'm really interested in seeing that because I like both of them a lot. And then they decided to have Charlotte win the NXT championship. (laughs) And then they did nothing to elevate Rhea Ripley all year. And then they lost interest in Charlotte as NXT champion. Complete waste, complete wet fart of a thing when they had a lot of momentum coming out of WrestleMania. So how do they end the Rumble this year, Mark? They end it with Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Yep. I'm not telling you that was intentional because I'm not sure if they're that smart. But I'm telling you, for me watching this in my apartment, that is some excellent long-term storytelling. That is a really great little note to end on when you take what could have been the future last year and you play it out again this year. And you get that little mini Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair match. They team up to dump Charlotte Flair because, of course, they would. Even Charlotte, when she's dumped on the floor as the next-to-last elimination, is laughing because she's like, yeah, you too. I see you. Neither one of you could have beat me alone, and you know that. Like, she was – that's a great – that was such a great reaction because she knew why they did that. She's like, yeah, I'm still the best. I know. I know. And she's going to have another title shot anyway. It doesn't matter. And then that – like – the fact that they're both poised on the edge of the, you know, the ramp. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be like, you know, a really frenzy last minute thing. And they both stop. And they say, no, 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 we're going to, we're going to do this. And they kind of, you know, they're eyeing each other and they get back into the ring. And then they have like a little two minute match. I loved all of that. To me, when I, when you take into account, like what I wanted to see happen last year, And what never happened, this was like perfectly tailored to me. So that was the second big thread that I was looking to see like pay off in some way in this match. And I was really, really happy with that. And of course, Bianca Belair kind of paid off that mini feud with Bailey by dumping Bailey. The camera crew missed it because, you know, it's Kevin Dunn. He's an Uh, idiot. No, 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 no. Look, look, look. I understand that because it was hilarious and it was terrible. But the one thing with WWE, man... Their production is phenomenal. Like, even when the product is terrible, the production's almost always on point. So, every now and then, they, you know, if they make that, if they make one mistake or whatever, even if it's a big one, it's like, look, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because they're usually spot on. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm playing it up a little bit. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. But yes, it was I, ridiculous. I, you know, I complain about it, and it's funny that they could miss a spot that big because it was, it, like, it wasn't a full blown feud. Yeah, but it's been a few weeks in the making like that was a storyline payoff to a thing they've been building and they missed it. But it also makes it feel more like a real sport when Michael Cole's like, hold on, I think we just missed something over there. Let's watch it again. I was fine with it. It it didn't ruin my night at all. But those two threads for me, I I think this might have been my match of the night because that finish was fire and there was enough other fun stuff going on throughout it. Can we like talk the about the fact – can we talk – can we just take a pause for just one moment? This, this is the uh-huh. moment where I was officially done with this match and didn't care about I anything think, from here on out. I think I think I know what it was. Look, it's bad enough that they've thrown away the rule where you have to get in the ring before the next person comes out. Like that's been gone for years. We've all known that, which is dumb because then you have – why would anyone ever get in the ring? Like, why Why are you getting in? Mm-hmm. Every time someone gets in, it's like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Just Seth Rollins it. Like, why are you getting in the ring? Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's dumb. But but they haven't done that for years. So that's not, you know, that that is what it is. 
But now, Harris, you can get thrown over the top rope and be sprawled out on the ground and not be eliminated. <laughs> can we just can we just take a moment and talk about how this completely negates the entire match? No, it was good. I liked it. It's the dumbest thing ever. And it's been dumb. Like they've been toying with this thing way too much. They they've been having they've been thinking they have to up some dumb thing like this and it needs to stop. Like it needs to stop. No, it needs to stop. I disagree. It's been dumb enough. Like the whole thing of oh, oh, I'm I'm going to stand on someone else and it doesn't count or I'm going to stand on a pancake and it doesn't count. Like it's getting it's been dumb. This is a whole nother level. No one should ever be eliminated. Just just land on your back. You're, you're good. Call back Ooh. in. You're good, man. No one no one I should don't... ever get eliminated. It, it To me, it cuts the legs off of the entire match, which already wasn't too strong to begin with, rules-wise. It... it, 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 it there's one, basically one rule, and you get thrown over the top rope, and you're out. And now, nope, no, you're not. You're not. I think, I think it would be really hard to be. I don't thrown care, Harris. Harris, don't. No, will. I don't care. I thought it's the, stupid. It's it's. I like the, that spot. It's one that of the stupidest things I've ever seen. It it was the was dumbest a, Royal Rumble thing I've ever seen in my entire life, as far as spots go. By by, <laughs> and there's not even a close second. I would rather watch the Billy Kay segment for nine years than see that a segment like that again it was it was embarrassing and it was it was horrible it, it was so uh, bad it was oh we man, won't was so bad we won't I was keep done. talking about it i was I done it was... for the rest of the match i did not care what happened and i didn't care i missed the finish i went and i did something else because i was just waiting for it to be over like i just i didn't care you know the bianca Belair thing is nice i don't i don't care about bianca Belair. i know she's very athletic and good in the ring and that's fine but i don't you know, it, you know, so it was a nice moment. Everyone was really happy about it. I know a lot of people like her, so that's I'm happy for them and happy for that, but didn't care. Okay, well, this is the last thing I'll say. I like the spot. We won't keep arguing about it. I thought you were going to say, because I forgot about that Naomi spot and how mad it made you until you said it. I thought you were going to say when Alexa Bliss came out into the ring. Oh, yeah, wrestler, we can talk about that, too. The wrestlers, to their credit, immediately realized <laughs> Hey, this is a demon woman. She burned Randy Orton's face off two weeks ago. Let's get her. <sighs> so they jump her, kick the crap out of her. Awesome. And that's when she switches from like awesome. Firefly Funhouse Alexa Bliss to demonic Alexa it was Bliss. Awesome. And then and they she starts it. to hulk up and Rhea Ripley's like, yes. No, that it. was so funny. No, it wasn't. That was so was funny. So I think it's because frustrating. Rhea Ripley is on NXT and doesn't know what Alexa Bliss's superpowers are. So she was just like, yeah, no, let's just throw her out while nobody's looking. I don't know what they're going to do with her. If they abandon The Fiend for a while after this, I'll be more disappointed. But I thought that was hilarious. I was very into that. I thought it was dumb, too. But no, that that, that didn't get me. (laughs) I didn't care about that nearly as much as the other part. That was just that was just disappointing. That, that was more thought, just disappointing than anything else. That didn't really make that me was mad. A very, um, that was a very Indiana Jones pulls out his gun and shoots the guy with the short moment to me. That's mm, what that was. No, no. Th- that was more on, on par with like uh, The Last Jedi type thing where it's like, oh, you really want to see this, don't you? Nope. 
So we don't we don't have enough time to talk about the last no, Jedi right now. Mark, no, 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 we don't. About this no, we don't. Review. No, we don't. What is that? So that's two things we agree on so far. Is that right? I'm, I'm losing track already. What, I think that's what, it. What was the second thing we agreed on? Uh, no, the Goldberg match in the pre-show. Those are the two things oh. that we've agreed on. <laughs> I mean, I agree that this match was fine. Like, like you know, I didn't, I didn't hate the match. I just hated parts of this match, and then those right. parts made me not care about the rest of the match. Plus, it's just hard for me to care about two Royal Rumbles in the first place. It's just, it's just a lot. Because again, you can only do so much with a Rumble match, and then when you put two of them in one show, it's just very hard to make them interesting to watch from from end to end. <laughs> But um, yeah. Well, you want to keep going? Talk about the other match. Yeah, the uh, the Roman Reigns Kevin Owens match. I I I got really burnt out with the Women's Royal Rumble, and I only half paid attention to this match. I I know it was good, and you know it was just a brutal beatdown thing. And again, I kind of feel bad for Roman, like with Drew. You know, mm-hmm. I but I I feel bad for Roman more with just with how mentally incompetent WWE has been over the past ten years. Where it's like literally every single one of us said this is what Roman Reigns should have been like eight years ago. Like all of us were saying this since the shield. Mm-hmm. And when they first broke him up. And that was almost eight years ago. And they just destroyed him for like so long to where now people like me, I don't care. Period. I just don't. I'm never going to care about Roman Reigns because they just ruined him for so long. And uh, I think the best, at least the best thing for me to care about with Roman Reigns would be if he went somewhere else into another company. For me, that would help uh, his whole thing. But um, but anyway, I know what he's doing is fine, and it's like they're finally using him right. So so that's nice. But um, but yeah, I you know, and I love Kevin Owens, but I just wasn't invested in this. I didn't know anything about the story. I didn't know anything about any of it, and. Uh, so, you know, just kind of was watching the match, and it was fun. You know, a, like another just brutal false count anywhere match, and they did a good job with that. I didn't realize, was this whole show at Tropicana Field? Yeah, apparently. You couldn't even tell. It they looked like set a performance the center. They set up the Thunderdome right. with all the screens and stuff right. in Tropicana Field. Why? But you can't. Well, I think the real reason is uh, their lease expired at the other place. Like the other place started uh, doing events again because it wasn't at the performance center. Oh, either. it wasn't. The oh, Thunderdome they set up was been, in like. Oh, yeah, I thought they'd been. It's at the confusing. They set up the time. Thunderdome at like the Amway Center or something, oh. some other arena that they could get super cheap. Oh, but that okay. started doing things again. Right. So they moved to Tropicana Field for a bit. But I forgot until this match. Because it's just enclosed. Right. I didn't even realize it. And then I had heard someone mention Tropicana Field, and I was like, what are they talking about? And yeah. then and then I saw this match, and I was like, what the hell? Where where are they? <laughs> yeah, you don't think about it. Like, I always thought Thunderdome was just like, right. oh, those are the screens. Like, I thought it was just at the, the performance screens. center. But no, it's clearly like a dome, like an actual like yeah. capped structure. Yeah, I you could never tell they were in the baseball stadium yeah. until they – you know, we're wandering around like diving off forklifts and, and stuff, and, what, and you could see the seats I'm in the background. And now I'm wondering why is WWE not doing the AEW thing and having people there? They're in Florida; the crowds are allowed. Right? Why are they not well, doing that? And apparently, they are at WrestleMania, but that's what I thought too. I thought they would at least have a partial. And if crowd. you're They're at Tropicana Field already, why would you not have mm-hmm. people? Like that's so weird to me. I don't know. I it. it must that's have just strange. been a timing thing. I'm surprised too. I thought the same thing. Anyway. 
But uh, yeah, so I yeah that threw me off too. I didn't realize that either. But but uh, there were some great moments. The obviously the 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 Sintan bomb off the forklift was great. Although why was the ref not counting that whole time? Because Rowan Reigns just laying there for like <laughs> for like thirty seconds as as Owen set this thing up and climbed to the top. Why was he not counting? I think, and we'll get to this. When There's we no get rules to the finish in this too. match, Harris. Nothing There's a real. <laughs> I believe that this is going to be me making a kayfabe explanation for something that doesn't oh, need great. one, right? That yeah, this is something that I always enjoy. Harris making some convoluted kayfabe thing to excuse WWE's stupidity. Well, no, it is so clear that yeah, like Vince McMahon encourages sloppiness in his officials. Yeah. You know, like when there's a lot of pass interference in a football game and people say, oh, they're really letting them play today. That's Vince McMahon. But like dial that up to 100, which is ironic. Vince is like, because... no, let it go. Like, let's see where this goes. Let's see where this goes. That's what Vince is telling them. They're like, listen, if you're in a Falls Count Anywhere match and the other wrestler who's on his feet is about to do some crazy, like stupid spot, let him go ahead and do it because we're charging these people money for a show. Like that's the, that's my understanding. They're like, Hey, if somebody cheats and knocks out a referee, even though we can tell he was down for the 10 count, he showed resourcefulness and cunning and cutthroat by knocking out the referee. So we're going to allow him to just continue to fiddle with the busted handcuffs for 20 minutes until we can run another referee out there. We haven't even gotten out there yet. It's all the same, man. It all supports my case. This this is encouraged negligence. The dumbest part about that spot. Okay, we can just skip to the the ruin in the whole match by the end. They, they were sending out an extra referee. They had as much time as they wanted before they sent another referee out. They they could have he could have taken ten minutes to fiddle with the handcuffs, and they just don't send another ref out, and it's not a problem. But they sent well, they- a ref out so quickly that then. He was already there. <laughs> I thought they cl- – so this is what I think. I I want to be clear. This didn't ruin the match for me. It took it down a notch because I thought this was an awesome match. I really, really liked it. I like the Roman character they have now. Sure. I love Kevin Owens as the underdog babyface. There's a great moment after the forklift spot when he's walking him back into the ring where he says, whose blood is that on your face? Yeah, it was It's good. not mine. And then he throws him into the wall. I was like, that's Yeah, awesome. that was good. That was but, good. The handcuff spot, like it, it took it down a notch for Ugh, me. You can't, yeah. you know, no, that botch just, the ending that badly. And I mean, that was completely like, get away with that. It. Was like that was, <laughs> it was like Jack Swagger Money in the Bank. Like it, but the difference with that is there wasn't a timetable of you know the actual ending of the match. Like right. theoretically, you can yeah, take as yeah. long as you want to take off, you know, the briefcase, and it's not going to change the rules. So. That's where this was worse, mm-hmm. I guess. But uh Yeah. Yeah, that was just that was bad. And you're just sitting there, you're just I, like, uh there's just there's just well, no win scenario for anybody. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like once you've realized it's happened, you're like, what if they can't get him out? Yep. Like what if they just can't? What are they gonna <laughs> do? <laughs> but okay, I think the thing with the second ref <laughs> is they had it. Because they had it paced really well. Yeah. They were going to send the second ref in, and they had it on a counter. So it's going to be like, all right, after you know X amount of time, sure. like 40 seconds or so, we're going to send the second ref in. And right. that'll be when Roman gets up just in time. So the second ref was operating on his own like, time oh, table, yeah. and no, nobody I, I realized that. that Roman was stuck. Yeah, I know that. But <laughs> it's just so like, after he had already like, come out, it's incredible. 
I was just saying, but like, but even with Mark, one of my this whole yeah. thing, they still potentially had a way to get around that, but even that didn't mm-hmm. work out. Right. One of my favorite things in wrestling, and it doesn't happen a lot, which is which is for the best. But like, I love the theatricality of wrestling and the you know live on camera, do it all in one take nature of the business, and to have like. The announcers realize it. You know Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns have realized it. Kevin Owens doesn't have anything to do at this point, but he's probably realized it. And somebody like in the production truck is losing their mind. <laughs> and to see that and like feel that energy come through the screen was so funny. Yeah, and you was. could tell the announcers are like, all right, um, it looks like, uh, okay, so he's standing on one foot. I believe that means he's up now, like clearly <laughs> stalling for time. Yeah, that I was loved fun. It. it was great. The that only other thing that I can think of that came close to that in terms of like everyone broke character and panicked for a second is a complete opposite. When, um, what's that dude's name? The Did guy you- who's the... <sighs> Did you get a feeling like I'm not going to lie. I almost feel like I feel bad for Kevin Owens because I feel like Roman Reigns might have actually choked him out just out of embarrassment and frustration with that last spot that (laughs) happened. Like because they didn't even do a finish like Roman just was like, yeah, get it done. Like it was like, yeah, you could feel feel that. I was like, oh, man, Kevin Owens. I just someone someone checked him, man. He might have choked him out for real just out of frustration. Yeah, I figure I I think the real finish was like knock out the ref, low blow, uncuff yourself, get up, and the ref counts to ten and you win. I think they had to improvise that choke because it wouldn't make sense for Kevin Owens to still be dead after that. But no, the this is what I was gonna say. The only other time I can think of where the referees or not the refs, the announcers just broke like audibly is when Titus O'Neil just ate it at the greatest Royal Rumble and the most professional, like, corporate, boring crew of announcers on the planet lost their collective minds. That's the greatest like WWE moment in the past 10 years, and, and I don't care. Like, CM Punk went, I don't care. No, no, no. Titus O'Neil and the greatest Royal Rumble is just one of the greatest pure moments I've ever seen in wrestling history. Yeah. Because it's just, it was pure a pure... Joy. Yes, exactly. Just pure elation. And just, oh. I've never felt so happy watching a wrestling moment probably since like other than maybe yeah. a Hardy's coming back or Goldberg. Like, oh, that was that was one. I'm yeah, man, I need to watch that again. I can watch <laughs> I can right? I can watch that for 40 minutes straight just on a loop. Yeah. It's just the reactions, Corey Graves literally going silent for like the next 5 minutes cuz you know he just couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. Michael Cole, the ultimate of stoic professionals dying. Like it was just, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Right. So this was like, this is the same energy, not as fun or as funny, but you can tell they're like, ah, like, what do we do? (laughs) Yep. And they got him uncuffed eventually, but I was sitting there thinking, I was like, it's been like two minutes of like uninterrupted fiddling. How long are they going to like try? (laughs) Like, are we going to be here in seven minutes? Like, Probably when are they going to give Heyman just it? bolt cutters and just say to hell with it? Like, uh, right. That was that was great. Well, but like everything else about the match, I loved. It makes sense, by the way, 
that Paul Heyman would have the keys because sure. Roman Reigns produced the handcuffs right. and he was clearly like, hey, here's the key just in case anything goes wrong. Right. The, the botch took it down a notch for me, but I still loved this match. I thought it was really solid. This is where I'm torn. This and the Women's Rumble are my picks for match of the night. I thought this match, like beat for beat on the way getting there, was a little bit better. But the finish of the women's match was awesome. Like as fired up as I've been watching wrestling in a while. And I feel like you have to weigh like the well-executed finish a lot more than the botched finish. You know what I mean? So that's what we also that, got to that's talk what about has the me fact, torn on my match of the night. But I love this match. We also got to talk about the fact that WWE clearly <clears throat> is paying attention to AEW. See, I gotta disagree with you on this, but make your point first, and then I'll make mine. No, make your point first, and then I'll make mine. I, I just absolutely loved watching Roman Reigns run over Kevin Owens with a golf cart. Like it was just—it <laughs> was so good. It was great. Now, no, it wasn't—it wasn't even close to the Sammy Guevara thing. That was just—that was something that just was—that's gonna live forever as moment of wrestling. Um, but 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 this this made me laugh too. I, I still I still enjoyed this quite a bit. I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. If well, if, the, if okay. the golf cart okay, spot well, becomes like a new chair spot and just wrestling, it's just it's just part of it. <laughs> I I will not be disappointed. Let's just say. Okay. That. Yeah. No. All right. I'm gonna count that as the third thing we agree on. Then I was just gonna say one. I thought of this immediately, and then somebody from the company pointed oh. it out too, which I appreciated. Kane tried to run people over with a golf cart all the way back at WrestleMania X Seven. So yeah, I don't think we can fair. give AEW that's fair. Well, here's here's my other nitpick. I agree with you that I think the Sammy Guevara one is a lot more iconic because of the picture and like the goofiness <laughs> of that moment. What I I think they're very different. I think you have different the kinds of golf cart spots the same way you have different be, kinds of chair spots. That might be my favorite well, wrestling meme of all time is when that first came out and just it's the picture really good. the picture of Matt Hardy with this crazed look in his eyes like Corella DeVille behind the wheel of this this mm-hmm. like carry-all. And then Kenny or um wait uh shoot. Yeah, it's Kenny. Yeah, yeah Kenny, Kenny Omega. Yeah, just hanging out of it, pointing with a crazed look in his eyes, and Sam McVar with a look of sheer terror, just in a full sprint going the <laughs> other way, is the greatest single image in the history of wrestling. Like, it just it just is. It's it's iconic. It's gonna live forever. And then the way Sam McVar uh. t- took that shot, just like basically headbutting the carry-all as he does it, was just awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, oh, it, well, that was great. It was a really good spot to me. Like the the hilarity and the great thing about that spot is like you realize. I mean, that whole match, the stadium stampede. This is a diversion, but well, that was that a different match. match. The stadium stampede. They did it again, but first oh, it okay. happened in that backstage oh, brawl like a couple weeks before. Somewhere in together. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then they Jeez, did it again about twice that. in the stadium stampede. Once with the horse, and mm, then once okay. with the with the carry-all. that's right. Okay. <laughs> So the but that whole you're right I forgot about that but that whole like all of those spots but like that spot in particular yeah. like the hilarity and the joy is like oh are they actually gonna do this yes they are look at him go look at him go <laughs> like you're watching it all happen and what's so funny is Sammy Guevara is clearly thinking this can't be happening to me <laughs> as it's happening this spot was the complete opposite yeah. Because Kevin is staggering around. You don't know where Roman is. And then he just T-bones him from <laughs> off screen. 
And it was yeah. just this funny, but like for the exact opposite reason. Have you ever seen the movie Hot Rod? No, I haven't. Oh man. Well, okay. You should. I don't know if you'd like it, but it's a great movie. You should check it out. But there's a scene in that movie where Andy Samberg's character is making this dramatic exit and he turns around and walks away and gets hit by a bus. And it's mm-hmm. the exact same energy, <laughs> like smash from right off screen. I loved it. It, oh, yeah. abs- no, it, it completely great. took me by surprise, maybe more than anything else in this show. Yeah, good you're stuff. not wrong. Right, that's three things we agree on. Yeah, no, that I like was great. It. That's good. Let's keep going. Yeah, that was okay. a great segment. Um, so, yes, that was the end of the show. And... Um, I enjoyed talking about the Royal Rumble show, Harris. And uh, make sure and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and Instagram Mark, at behind underscore gorilla. You can follow Mark, me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand, and you can follow Harris at Harris Wilson. So make sure and do that. And um, yeah, well, I'm not sure when the next episode is going to come out. We're kind of all over the place, but you know, we'll have episodes at some point. So that does it for the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> I can't tell if you stopped recording yet or not, so I'm not really sure. Uh... I haven't. Okay. I want to. Not a Mark. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So, <laughs> you you talk about the Rumble burnout, right? And that's pretty real. Like I, you know, I watched the first one, and I, like I said, I was super into it. There were three or four performers I was like really keeping an eye on the whole time, and I think they really delivered with all of them. And the second one started, and I'm like, okay, so a lot of these people I I feel like are maybe not played out, but like I've seen the stuff they've been doing the last year, and I'm not as interested as I was in Bailey and Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley and all that. And I thought, you know, am am I am I not going to have anything to root for? Am I not going to have anything to keep me interested in this match? You know, and Sunday night, I was I I began a little worried about it. But Mark, I have to say, on this day, I see clearly everything has come to light. This was delightful, man. I had a really good time. Did I have a really good time? Mostly because I knew you were slowly losing your mind on the other side of the country. Yeah, yeah, that was mostly it. Um, even as the finale kind of rolled around that I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, they're going to do the, okay, Randy Orton got hurt. Oh, that was a good spot. It looks like he's really hurt. Oh no, it's a work. Oh no, he's going to come back at the end. Right. Oh no, we're going to do the surprise. Randy Orton hits an RKO and wins the rumble. As soon as he hit the RKO, I was like, oh, come on. This is a weak way. And then Edge just threw him over the top rope anyway. Did he sell the RKO? Not a bit. Not even a little bit. Just dumped him right over the top. Nope. Won the Royal Rumble. Went the distance, I believe. One of only uh, three people in history to do it, along with Shawn Michaels and Name Redacted. Um, no, Rey no, Mysterio. Oh, did Rey Mysterio do it? Oh, I'm no. sorry. Okay, just kidding. Just kidding. I forgot about Rey. Sorry, Rey. I don't I don't remember if Benoit entered first or not. I thought no, I, something made me did, think he I heard was... People... Huh? He did? Well, maybe he was second because, first of all, first and second are well, the same yeah, thing. yeah, 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 yeah. Out on the I, show, I couldn't but, remember if he started the match or not. I just I couldn't remember if he had started the match or not. But I guess yeah, so. I I heard people say that because they were you know, that's that's always the joke. Like they'll say, apparently, people would say like, "Oh yeah, two people have gone the distance, including Shawn Michaels and Ray Mysterio." You know, three people have gone the distance, yeah. including Shawn Michaels and Ray Mysterio. And you're always like, "Who's the other one?" Right. There was some other stuff in this match I thought was fun. Nothing I thought was as great as the women's match. 
But the ending was so funny that I don't care. I had a great time. Uh, I, I didn't expect it either. I can honestly tell you that. I really thought The Fiend was going to come back or John Cena was going to come back. I don't know who he's going to challenge at WrestleMania. I feel like Randy Orton's probably going to win the belt and then Edge will pick him because I don't feel like they're done with that feud. But Harris, I, there, I was, there was absolutely nothing good about this Royal Rumble match. Nothing. <laughs> Everything that could have been as bad as possible happened Jeff Hardy was thrown out immediately. AJ Styles didn't do anything. Freaking Baron Corbin eliminated Shinsuke Nakamura. It, it, like every possible worst thing happened in this match. Like it was, it was unbelievable how as this played out, literally there was one good part of this whole match, Harris. One, and you know what it was? We got to see the hurricane. That was the one <laughs> positive part of this match. I don't care what happens if the hurricane enters. That's good. That's a, that's a good moment. <laughs> I Came forgot right about the in, hurricane. Got, tried to choke slam the two biggest guys in the ring. They said, uh-uh, and threw him immediately out of the ring. I was like, perfect. That was awesome. <laughs> that was great. That that same uh, spot is having the hurricane at least in like six Royal Rumbles. And I don't care. It could happen forever. It's always going to work. Um, that was the only good thing. Every other thing was just garbage. <laughs> it was just, it was terrible. It was terrible. Like all my favorites, just nothing. Like nothing. Even, like, Big E was thrown out too early. Freaking uh, Daniel Bryan was thrown out, like, before even the Final Four, I think. And it was just, like, Mm -hmm. it was just, it was awful. It it was just, it was terrible. And there was nothing you could sink your teeth into. Um, Seeing Christian back was nice. I didn't care about the Christian and Edge thing. But just seeing Christian again, I've always liked Christian. So that was nice to see. Um, everyone else was like, oh, they're back together. It's like, I couldn't care less about that, but I do like seeing Christian again. Um, but yeah, as the match was going, cause again, you kind of go in and out, especially at this point with this match, you know, you've been watching for like three hours or something and you've already seen another rumble. Mm-hmm. Like it's been, mm-hmm. so you're kind of going in and out. And, uh, you know, it's like listening to a baseball game on the radio, like you're while, <laughs> while you're driving, like you're paying attention, but every now and then you're like, wait a minute, what's going on? So that, that would happen. And I forgot Edge was even in the match at one point because he just didn't do anything ever. Like he did nothing the whole match. That, and that's just the like, thing about going the distance, man. Sure. Sure. Yeah. This Sorry is not to part cut of you it. off, but just real quick, like nobody can run the table, run the gauntlet in a Royal Rumble without like lying dead for right. two thirds of the match. I get that that kind of has to happen, but yeah. maybe I just, I wasn't like, I wasn't tracking him the whole match. Cause I never thought he was going to win. So right. I yeah, didn't me notice it as much, but yeah, you you didn't come away from that saying, wow, like edge did all those crazy spots. He, he didn't do it. anything. He was active a lot. Like, nothing. Not really. He really did nothing. Right. He was there at the beginning and then they did the Christian moment. Now's it. Like he did nothing basically the whole rest of the match. And uh, so I kind of forgot that he was even still in it. And then I kept looking and he's still in the match. And you're like, why? 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 Why is he still in here? And so the whole reason I'm watching this match, I'm just I'm just super excited to watch him get thrown out. At this point, I don't even care. I'm just whenever he throws out, we got an honorary patron saint of the show. Whoever throws Edge out is our new honorary patron saint. I mean, David Arquette's always the number one, of course, but he'll be he'll be a secondary one. Right. Whoever it is, don't care. Um, and it kept not happening, and 
And then just less and less people were showing up. And all my favorites now were thrown out immediately. And you're like, what's going on? And then there was the final four with what? It was Riddle, Strowman, and Edge and Christian? Edge and Christian were in the final four of a 2021 Royal Rumble. And and then... Yeah, remember, remember how I said the Women's Rumble did a really good job of elevating the younger talent and like telling a story there that didn't really happen. okay no it was rollins sorry no rollins rollins, yeah, rollins Roman, was in it too edge and christian we're the final four and yeah. then and then edge throws rollins out and i'm like okay well here's the orton thing again they think they're so clever and this has literally been the same spot they've done like nine years in a row and mm-hmm. uh and Orton came back in, hit our camera, I was like, okay, well, this is kind of dumb. I mean, Orton went again, and it's dumb that these guys are both back in the ring, but all right. And then Edge is just like, ha-ha, your RKO does nothing to me. <laughs> I was like, not only was this the worst possible finish in the worst possible scenario, but he literally no-sold one of the only protected moves WWE has kept consistent over the years. <laughs> Just to top it off, I don't know what ha- happened after that. I, I everything, uh-huh. I shut everything off. You blacked it, out for a while. It was done. <laughs> I'm trying. You want to hear? We keep this podcast PG, and I am. We are trying. We're just we're not just on trying. Twitter. We don't. We normally do. Evidently, not on Twitter. We we normally no. do. It's extreme situations where, where we don't, and um. Harris, this is now the third time I have had to deal with the worst wrestler of all time <laughs> in Edge ruining Aurora Rumble. Three times I have had to deal with this. My first ever wrestling show ever. 2010 in Atlanta, first time I'm ever getting to go see a show live. It's a great Royal Rumble. Great show. The Rumble's great. You get punk preaching to people. It, it's it's awesome. You have Shawn Michaels having to be, you know, trying to get Undertaker match. It, it's a great Rumble. And then all of a sudden, 27 comes and Edge makes his big triumphant return. Eight months, whatever, from his injury. And everyone is cheering. Edge was had never been a babyface for one second in the entire his entire wrestling career, and for some reason these people are cheering him when he's coming out. And then he wins the Royal Rumble, ruining the whole night. Then he finally is gone. He's retired. We don't have to deal with Edge anymore. And then last year, watching the Royal Rumble, who comes back? Edge again, a big surprise thing that everyone cheers and is so happy about for some reason. To be honest, I honestly thought he won the Rumble last year. Like I forgot he didn't win it because I was just so mad of him ruining the whole thing. I I honestly <laughs> thought he had won it, and I forgot that Drew McIntyre had won it until after he won on Sunday when they were like for the second time. I was like, what second? I thought he won it last year, and I was like, oh no, I just blanked out on what happened in that rumble after that and then 
Now we have to deal with it again the very next year, and this moron wins the Rumble. Now, this is the most mind-numbingly stupid thing I've ever seen from WWE. Aside from my own thing of hating Edge, this makes no damn sense. Do they hate their own wrestlers so much that they just don't care? I just, I don't... I just don't understand. I just don't understand. And it's the most... It's its just infuriating to the massive level. And WWE will never be watched again, ever, in history, for me, ever. I don't care. They've lost all rights of me watching, period, by having Edge win the 2021 Royal Rumble. Coming from number one. Oh my goodness gracious. I just don't understand I'm really excited the to... fascination with Edge that all these wrestling fans have. I just don't understand it. He's an okay talker and horrible at everything else. I just don't get it. I never have understood it. And I I just I it just it just baffles me to this day that he's like considered by so many people as one of the greatest ever. Why? He makes one facial expression. One. He is the worst finisher of all time. How did for years WWE management watch him do this spear and continue to think it's okay for people to lose to it. He has better moves. Every time, every time Edge hits a spear, I literally want to just reach through the TV screen and punch the person who got speared so that it actually looks like they're in pain. Oh man, you, you you are you out of steam? I don't want to cut you off because that was really good. I can talk for a bit. It's cool. Now okay, I have to so... keep having all this stuff of people praising Edge on Twitter for the next like two months, <laughs> being so happy. These dumbass internet fans are like, Edge, it's awesome. Look at this great comeback story. WWE posted a thing. Like, Name a better comeback. We'll wait. Um, Alex Smith, you freaking morons. <sighs> Non-stop, stupid. I thought edge, about edge, this edge, 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 all this dumb crap. <sighs> Thank goodness we're blocked by him. <sighs> if we weren't blocked by him already, we would be now. But <laughs> I was gonna say you got us blocked last night. I, no, no, no. We we've been blocked. Already. We've been blocked by Edge for like no, two I know. years, and I, know. And I still don't really we know. We I still don't really know <sighs> why, because I hadn't on Twitter I... bashed Edge for like really ever because he wasn't around. So it was like I don't, I don't care. Oh, man. See, here's the thing. I don't – I've never cared about Edge. I He wasn't a wrestler when Good. I started wrestling or yeah, – you, know, you, you have more sense I than I give seen, you And I'm like, like, here's the thing. Neither was, neither was CM Punk, but like I've gone back and I've seen other Punk stuff and I've seen him in interviews and I've seen other work he's done where I'm like, okay, I actually really love this guy. And I thought about this last night. Like – Everything they've done with Edge the last two years is my dream for them to do with CM Punk. Like, don't overbook him. Don't do too much stuff with him. 
You know, the Give only thing I liked Rumble about Edge coming back and a big was watching WrestleMania Randy feud. Orton beat the crap out of him for a few weeks before that whole feud went out. That I really enjoyed. I enjoyed those segments quite a lot. Anyway, that's the only mm-hmm. thing I've enjoyed with Edge coming back. Yeah. So, so like, I don't really... I. It's cool for, like, the real-life person when they're like, oh, look at him make the comeback. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I'm not super invested in this. Except for the fact that it's driving you absolutely crazy. And that's, like I said, that, that level of metagaming is what like I'm really into. They just had about. Daniel Bryan <laughs> come back. And they're acting like this is the biggest comeback. No. The Daniel Bryan comeback was way bigger than this one. Way more of a bigger deal. Way more emotional than this stupid Edge comeback. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, they're just they're going to it's going to take Daniel Bryan retiring and being gone for three years and then they'll bring him back and do the same thing because that's their storytelling default. And here's where true. Like, that is true. OK, is this five? I'm going to tally these up before we release the episode tomorrow. I think this is the fifth thing we agree on short of going on that whole rant because I'm not I don't I don't feel that strongly about it. Like from a storytelling perspective, I mean, I, I know exactly what they're doing and it makes perfect sense in their brain. They're doing the Rock Cena 2 thing where they said, okay, we clearly had a Which great was like, Hall of Fame marquee-worthy matchup at WrestleMania one year. Let's do it again the next year, and let's make it for the title. So Edge is going to win the Royal Rumble. Randy Orton is going to win the title, probably from Drew McIntyre, probably at Elimination Chamber. And then you're going to have a segment where Edge announces that he's going after Randy Orton. And that's – here's the thing. I think that's – not lazy, but like not what you need to be doing as a company when you need to like build some people up and make your full time stars real stars the way they are doing with Roman Reigns. But that's the best case scenario because the other scenario is they have had Edge win the Royal Rumble at age 47 and they have no idea who they're going to throw at him next. Like if that's he fights Randy bet. Orton at WrestleMania, I'm. If he fights Randy Orton at WrestleMania, I'm not going to be psyched. I'll be like, okay, I get it. Like, it's, it's, you know, it, it's a good, like, oh, when you're looking back on this in 20 years, telling the story, I see why they thought that was a good idea. At least they're trying to tell, like, a story from year to year. I don't think it's great. But if he just ends up fighting, like, if he challenges Roman, if he fights Drew McIntyre or Drew loses to Brock at Elimination Chamber or some, it's a waste. It's a it's a total waste. And I waste. know you have your own feelings about this, but like it's already complete. This waste. is not you just ruined your like, biggest it's, match it's of the year fun or whatever. But you ruined your biggest spot I'm not, yeah, of I, the year on edge. This is the one match, I think, of the entire uh, show, which was, you know, not that many matches. But this is the match of the whole show that like they're booking going forward. I'm not really psyched about like Sasha and Bianca no. Belair. That's going to be money. I'm into that. Roman and I, you know, Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens again or whoever he fights. If it's not Edge, I'm super into. I really like Drew as a babyface champion. I'm super into him. The best case scenario with Rand is with Edge is they give him Randy Orton for the title, and I'm like, okay, I, I get it. That's the best case scenario. So that that I guess is the only other thing we disagree on is that like going forward. Well, you hate all of it, and I don't care that much. Can I tell you, before you get ahead of steam going again, like the four other things that happened in this match that I thought were really good, and some, I like, objectively, you will at least respect, and one you won't, but that's okay. Sure. Number one, 
Matt Riddle was pushed. Matt Riddle had a really good showing. He had a he couple great a like time. standoff moments with a few different people. Yeah, he was in there for a while. And the thing about Matt Riddle, you you don't know this because you haven't been watching, and I haven't been watching a lot of Raw, but apparently they, they've done the thing on Raw where they made Matt Riddle, you know, the dumb stoner, right? Which kind of could be expected. But the theory that a lot of fans have is that Matt Riddle is so stupid and so just weirdly inhuman in what a caricature of a stoner he is. Vince McMahon apparently thinks he's hilarious and also doesn't know that the joke is that he's constantly stoned. He thinks he's just like that. <laughs> the The rumor is that he sees Matt Riddle as a guy who's funny and entertaining and should be on TV, but doesn't take him seriously as a main eventer, which is one dumb, but two like the easiest problem for Matt Riddle to overcome because he's got a great look and he can wrestle really seriously when he needs to. And a showing like this where they're like, Hey, go out there and like, just actually fight and be a little bit of a doofus, but also be a good wrestler. That's exactly what he needs to have. That's kind of his skill set. So like, I'm excited to see if this leads to something in a year. Maybe it won't. I don't know. They'll probably just drop it and forget about it. But I liked that a lot. That's one thing I liked. Number two, didn't love Daniel Bryan getting dumped. If I'm booking this, Daniel Bryan wins and fights Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Seems like kind of a no-brainer. Yep. But again, I'm not. But the way they handled his elimination, even though I wouldn't have done it, and I think it kind of sucked the wind out of a lot of stuff, he goes on a run where he dumps two or three people. They have either Michael Cole or Corey Graves say, it's like the longer he's in the match, the stronger he gets. And as they say that, you see Seth Rollins come creeping back up into the ring because he's been hiding outside of the ring the whole time because he's a dirtbag. And at least it's treated like a heel move. And he didn't do it on his entrance. I know that bugs you. But the framing of that shot from the Brian run to the way they say it to Seth Rollins comes up in frame, perfectly shot, really good moment. You talk about your WWE production. That was awesome. Um, Is there one other thing? I think I forgot. Oh, yeah. Christian coming back in. Again, I don't have any emotional connection to Edge or Christian individually or as a team. The coolest thing I know about Christian is his theme song, which you introduced me to. And they played it. And I was like, yeah, such a great theme song. The emotion they had when they both got in the ring together. Again, I know you don't care about like the Edge component of it. But to me, the two of them being like. Like having a genuine moment of like, I didn't think I'd ever get to perform with you again in a moment like this was really, really cool. And to me, more moving than than Edge returning last year and that shot of him being all emotional. This to me was more emotional than that. So that was the other thing I really enjoyed. Finally, and this is the thing that only I will enjoy because it was terrible. But when Bad Bunny came in, oh, this is the other thing we agreed on. Didn't listen to that song. Muted that part. Took care of something else around the house. Yeah, always. Yeah, yep. I, I get it. Like I, I got, so, I, I'm not gonna hold it against him. Like I, I, I get it. I totally understand. And I, I, I kind of, it kind of bugs me when people hate on AEW for the few times they've used like other stars. Like I, I get it. Like I totally get it, and it makes sense. <laughs> I don't care, and I'm not going to watch. But I understand. Right, but like, so anyway. He comes in, they do the thing where Miz smashes his DJ set, so they're yep. like, oh no, I wonder who's going to come in and eliminate that was the Miz. Bi- that I don't was the care biggest about any baby face move in. the Miz had done all night. We were all in agreement there. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like when Kevin Owens, you remember when Kevin Owens power bombed Machine Gun Kelly and everyone lost their minds, oh, even though Kevin Owens was supposed gosh. to be the heel. Everyone was just like, remember. yeah, I no, I don't. That's what I that have no like. memory of that. Uh, when did that happen? It was a long I don't, time ago. I don't ago. even remember when Machine Gun I don't know, Kelly... dude. I couldn't tell you. I just remember that it happened. With WWE. It was years ago. I mean, it was literally like the first year of Kevin Owens' main roster run. Huh. Anyway, all that to say, I don't care about any of that. That's that's not my good thing. He does like the flying splash or whatever, like the sure. dive onto Miz. Almost eats it, by the way. If you watch the gif, his feet slip off the back ring, like just or off the top rope. Just as he gives himself enough forward push to do the dive, if it had slipped like a little bit more, he would have fallen flat on his face, which would have been absolutely <laughs> incredible. But as he does it, and I want you to listen carefully because I've been giving, you know, I've been giving WWE credit for a lot of their like framing and production and stuff like that tonight. He dives onto the two of them and Michael Cole says, well, I've heard of flying squirrels, but <laughs> flying bunnies. <laughs> Dumbest thing I've ever heard. I yep. love it. That was the worst Michael Cole it's call built in. of Ho- all time. Hopping. It was incredible. I loved it. Like jumping, hopping. It's there. Not flying. Like it's, yep. it's there. <laughs> it's built in for you, man. <sighs> I've heard of a bunny hop, but this the is only, ridiculous. The thing Jerry that, Lawler I'm, should have been doing commentary for this match because he would have nailed that moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, the reason it works is not because it's good. It's because it's a clearly scripted and handed to him call that doesn't ruin like a pivotal moment of an important match in a way that, you know, like the miracle kid, a miracle on Bourbon Street. Like, that's not real. Nobody like remembers that fondly when Daniel Bryan wins the title. But this, yeah, it was a real stupid call and a real stupid moment. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yep. Ah, that was it. That was the last thing. uh, There's one thing I did enjoy. I enjoyed the AJ Styles thing with uh, Amos or whoever that big dude is catching AJ multiple times (laughs) and he's thrown out. That was great. I enjoyed that. That was funny. That made me laugh. Oh, oh, this is another thing that I liked. And I guess we agree on that, too. When um, in the Sasha Banks match, when her sommelier catches Sasha once. Yeah. And like disrupts the match. The refs are like, that's it, man. You're done. Get yeah. out of here. AJ Styles, his big dude, catches him like three separate yep. times, and the refs are like, that's crazy, man. Look at that. Hey, the difference though, no, the difference, though is, is there's no rules in the Royal Rumble match. Uh, there are rules in that title match, technically. So, oh, that's true. I hadn't thought of Although, that. There's not yeah, really right. any rules ever in wrestling. In oh America, man, technically. So. <sighs> Can we be done? So that's uh, those were the handful of other things I enjoyed in this match. We can wrap it up if you want, unless yes. you want to go on another edge ramp. No, that's fine. No, 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 no. I've given it <laughs> more than enough time. More than enough time. It's the worst thing ever. And if anyone likes it, then if you we were suck. a popular podcast, we would have like a Patreon tier that was just you releasing a separate episode, like trashing Edge every week. <laughs> I would enjoy that, too. It'd be good content. It would get very... No, it wouldn't, because it would just get repetitive after, like, the third time. But I would still enjoy it. That's for sure. Anyway, yeah, uh, hit us up on Twitter if you want to hear a Patreon podcast of me ranting on Edge for, like, 15 minutes. Let us know at behind underscore gorilla. Yeah. Um, if you do like Edge, then you're an idiot, and you have no taste in wrestling <laughs> whatsoever. So, forget you. And, um... If you liked Edge winning the Rumble, you're even dumber. So 
that's that's a good way to end that. Um, all right. Follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla and on Instagram at behind underscore gorilla. Come on. If it's good enough for David Arquette, it's good enough for that. David Arquette! Oh my gosh, we almost went through the whole podcast without mentioning that. Okay. Speaking of edge rants, Harris, it's time for us to go on a whole nother rant here because WWE yep. will never stop in slandering the great name of our patron saint, the one and only Mr. David Arquette. Can we, can we talk about this for just a second? Corey Graves can go straight to hell to steal its phrase from Tony Schiavone. But that was, that was, that was, that was a low blow, man. So they do the stupid thing with what's his face. The, the podcast that I guess people listen to for some reason. And, um, the bald, okay, so first stupid of all, dude. Yeah. Let me, hang and, on. Let uh, me just address this first before you go on this rant. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So, Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg, literally in in the spring of 2014, as I'm watching Daniel Bryan week after week wage war on the authority, trying to earn a shot at WrestleMania, and I'm becoming a wrestling fan. The two other things that helped get me into it are the original crew at What Culture Wrestling on YouTube, now at Cultaholic, and their top 10 videos that were like teaching me about wrestling and wrestling history and like what is so like just catching me up to speed on everything I've missed. And Cheap Heat with Peter Rosenberg and David Shoemaker. That guy is my original wrestling podcast. And I don't listen to him as much as I used to. But ever since he started getting the gigs on the kickoff show, which I don't watch. But every time I see him, I'm like, yeah, Peter Rosenberg. I like him. I I hate him on the kickoff show. And I was marking out to see him win the title. Now, to be fair, I have not listened to his podcast. So I can't speak on the actual podcast. But him on the kickoff show, he's terrible. I mean, now to be fair... It's all terrible, so that's kind of a low bar. I was going to say, don't watch the kickoff no, show, no, 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 rule no, number no, one. No, no, well, yeah, no, I don't, but but I remember when he first was on there, and it's like, okay, well, he sucks just like everyone else does, so anyway, um, that's neither here nor there. I don't really care, yeah. but the point is, so he rolls up R-Truth uh, uh, and wins the 24-7 title. I have no problem with that. I don't care. That's what that title's for. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But then Mr. Corey Graves comes on. It's like, oh, David Arquette's off the hook. Off the hook from what? Giving us some of the greatest wrestling joy of all time? Uh, what? Off the hook from giving us the greatest wrestling movie of all time? Off the hook from what? Giving us the greatest wrestling documentary of all time? What What? What? what hook are you talking about, Corey? What exactly are you insinuating over here? <sighs> little, little moron. Trying to... Dude, the disrespect the is unbelievable. I was furious. Even That's still! Like, even still! Has he not done the- enough? Everyone else is indifferent about Rosenberg. I know. That's the thing, dude. What does he have to do? I mean, I guess he has to steal the 24-7 title and hold it hostage till he gets an apology. That's I don't the know. thing but, I can think of. But I will but, say that it was yeah, funny. Dude, I, the no, disrespect is unreal. I am also tired of it. No, no. But look, he – he uh, and it was funny. This, this I actually – I really was touched by this. So, David Arquette, I'm sure he got tons of people blowing him up on Twitter because of because of the mention. I mean, we were in that group right away. But he mm-hmm. only tweeted one th- he quote tweeted the WWE on Fox tweet that 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 tagged him with the quote from Corey Graves, who I think were blocked by also. Either we, either I have Corey Graves blocked or we're blocked by him. I'm not sure which one it is. But um <laughs> 
and uh, <laughs> I I block a lot of people, so we I might have blocked him. I don't remember, but anyway, um, he quote tweeted that, and then did you know like the uh, like the SpongeBob, like I don't know what the name of the meme is, but like you know where you write where you write the words like capital and lowercase and capital and lowercase. And it's like that weird SpongeBob meme, like with the yeah, crazy the eyes, sar- the sarcastic SpongeBob. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that he, he, he did that, but just with finally like the different, uh, uppercase and lowercase letters. He quote tweeted that. He also retweeted the, uh, comment I had on that post where I was just like me when WWE announcers talk bad about our patron saying, and it's a gift from ready to rumble where he's just starting to yell at the cashier at the convenience mm-hmm. station. And he retweeted that. That's the only thing he retweeted. You have no idea how touched that was. Heck he yeah. must have had a lot of people tweeting him because of that. He retweeted one thing or two things. And it was the WWE one quote tweeting it. And then our response. That was it. I was quite happy with that. Number one, David Arquette fans. David Dude, Arquette, that's the thing. Patron the, saint of behind the gorilla, Brian the Gorilla for all time, always on the logo, never going to change. The only interview we've ever done on the show and will ever do more than likely. And uh, yeah, so I was I was quite touched by that. Yeah, dude, listen to me. When the David Arquette Renaissance comes in two years, when they're putting him in the WWE Hall of Fame, and they're like, "Look at all that he's done," we're gonna be like, "No, no, 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 no!" no You're no. not fans of we're David Arquette. We're boycotting that Hall of Fame. We're fans of David Arquette. Yeah, and we can prove it too, <laughs> big time. <laughs> and to be fair, there's not too yeah, many buddy. people that are that are that are vying for that position either. So. uh but uh, anyway, so I can't believe we almost forgot to mention that. We almost went the entire show and not mentioned that. So I'm very happy that I thought of that right at the last second. <laughs> that would have been Dude. so tragic. It would have. I would have been so angry. That was a good catch. I would have been calling Harris at like 1 in the morning. Like, Harris, we forgot to talk about the David Arquette segment. But um, anyway, so that was that was, that was was nice, but also not nice. And uh, we had to stick up for, for, for our patron saint. But uh, anyway, all right, now we're done. That does it for this episode. And now I'm fantasy. Now I'm fantasy booking a scenario where David Arquette is fending off like hordes of lower carters for like six months <laughs> and holding the 24/7 title hostage. I would love this it. It's really man. disappointing. Now it's great. never going to happen. No, but that would be wonderful. <sighs> um, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. That'll do it for this episode. Behind the gorilla. Mm. Um, again, Twitter, Instagram, behind underscore gorilla. Follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. I'm at Harris Wilson. So go ahead and do that. And, uh, yeah, that, that does it, Harris. I'm glad we got this over with. <laughs> I had a good time. All right. Talk to you guys later. Adios.